What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Visor, presented by the Inside Group. I am your host, Nick Mumley, and uh, we have quite the group of race car drivers here tonight for everyone. Uh, we have two weeks to cover, and I don't know if that was a smart decision or not, because this show might be two hours long uh, with everything that went on. But uh, yeah, we have a lot to get to, so let's, uh, let's hop right into it, and uh, let's start off. We'll have everybody recap Casella night. Uh, we'll have Tam, uh, Cam and Taylor uh, recap Casella night. Maybe Matt and Marcel probably have some stuff to talk about from that night too. Um, but yeah, let's get it going. Cam, I know uh, Casella night was not exactly your guys' best night at the racetrack. So take us through your day and then uh, what went on afterwards. Probably our most expensive day at the racetrack. I know that. Um yeah, I don't know. The The car was going pretty good till it wasn't. We had a, a decent heat race and had a decent starting spot. And I think uh, we had a car to compete with that night. And I think we were up to, I want to say, fifth or sixth. And going into turn three, the engine just grenaded with no inclination that it was going to let go or nothing. Um, created a huge problem for everybody behind me, too feel bad about that but um wasn't much we could do about it i guess um luckily we had a bunch of people step up between uh bulldogs and Jeru general transport till dark roofing i mean we had some new sponsors jump on board and we were able to uh get a new engine transplanted into that thing for the next week and i don't we couldn't have done it without them and plus all the help we had uh Joel Hodgson, Tucker Williams, my dad, um, Stevie Watson. We had all sorts of people come down, and we had it up to Ballard's garage, up to his shop. We could use the lift, and he let us keep it in there for about a week. So, I mean, without everybody's help, we uh, we wouldn't have been back for the next week. Yeah, I, I was telling you this uh, the other day, but I was calling the race for WDEV when uh, on, on that night, and I um, – Obviously, we're dodging raindrops the entire night. And when I saw everybody go into turn three and just start sliding and going to hit the wall, um, I thought it was raining. So that's what I said. I mean, I, everybody slid up and I said, oh, it's raining out there. It's raining in three. They're, they're all on the wall. So I, I think I saved face for you a little bit, at least. Um, you know, for anyone who was listening on the radio that night, I'm sure it was all all six <laughs> of them. But um, you know, they at least they thought it was the rain and that you didn't blow an engine and leak it oil. Was raining. It, it was raining water and oil and whatever else <laughs> wanted to come out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, obviously a, a really cool story to see, uh, you know, how you guys were able to pick up some additional partners and uh, get back to the track. And, you know, seeing all that take place reminds me as a race fan why I enjoy this type of short track you know local racing so much more than anything you'll ever see at the nascar level because you know those nascar guys they'll go out they'll they'll wreck three cars a weekend and you know it's no big deal but um you know you guys obviously that you guys have one car and 
usually not a, a very large budget to work with. So if one thing goes wrong, it could be life or death, but looks like you guys, uh, you guys did pretty good there with a lot of uh, help from other people that you wouldn't necessarily see in, in, in other sports, uh, for sure. So that was, that was good to see. Yeah. The short track racing community, I'd say is like no other. I mean, everybody competes against each other, but everybody's ready to step up at the same time and help each other when they need something. Um, not even just the sponsors that helped me out and the hands I had, we had must've been 12, 15 people message me offering up their spare motor. They've got shit sitting in the shop and we don't have one of those. So, um, obviously if we had to go that route, we would have, but you always go into that. If we lose their motor, now I feel like I owe them a motor. Plus we still don't have one. So, um, we were lucky enough to pick up some sponsors and get anyone from Rick at RPM. So Taylor, uh, onto your night on Casella night. You you guys, uh, what second straight podium finish there that night? You guys had a, a pretty strong car, and if I remember correctly, it was uh, Tommy Thunder and who else was it? Was it El Chapo El Ch- or Josh Lo- Josh Lovely? El Chapo. Yeah, but they they had a good battle going on in front of you, and you were right there in it. So clearly, you guys have something figured out. Yeah, car's been great. Um... Definitely was nice to see myself drive up through the front. Did I do that thumbs up or no? Anyways. <laughs> Taylor just sent a thumbs up to our to our Zoom call here. Not sure. How everything's did. great. And Zoom just was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what podcast this is. Everything is, in fact, great. Everything is great. Yeah, no, the car is awesome. I think I started that day. I want to say I started, like, kind of back in the heat I want to also say that I won the heat I'm not really sure on my results of the heat race but then started eighth in the feature and just kind of went on the outside car is great on the outside which is awesome compared to last season I was kind of a defensive driver on the inside there and couldn't really show anything because I you know if I didn't go to the inside I wasn't going anywhere so it's nice that goes on the outside and made it up to third and was kind of running with the big dogs, which was kind of cool because normally I wouldn't compare myself to be competitive with Tommy Thunder. But the race was long due to rain delays and all that good jazz. But so we ended four laps too short, but I would have loved to see what I could have done on the restart. But I mean, I'll take the third because who knows, maybe El Chapo and Tommy would have gone and Josh Lovely would have taken third. So I guess you never know. So we'll take it. And it was good. So we're happy with it. <laughs> what was it like dealing with all the rain delays? Because I think you guys came off the track and then came back on like three different times. Um, I was like panicking because I was more worried that my battery was going to die on me. That like one of the times I was just not going to start again. So, and then I think by the time they called the caution and like the the checkers and caution, I had rain starting to like roll up my windshield. I was like, I can't really see. There was only one lane because I couldn't really go to the outside without getting a little slick. So I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting. (laughs) Never done that before. But it was definitely, because half the time they pull us off the track, we'd go right back on. So it was a little silly, but it worked (laughs) yeah it was definitely it was definitely strange um you know seeing like it it would you know you guys would be racing racing and then all of a sudden it would 
downpour for like 10 seconds and then just be a mist afterwards and so there would be like that initial panic of oh crap it's raining you know we're gonna lose the track cars are gonna slide off everywhere and then all of a sudden it would kind of turn into a mist and then it would stop and did that every single time i think it it rained like three or four times over the course of the night did it every single time until the last time at the end of the tiger race when it was a small hurricane uh dropped over thunder road right before the late models went out so yeah no it looks like you guys have something figured out and uh something to build on here yes definitely for sure all right guys matt marcel moment you've all been waiting for this is the one I cannot believe uh, I, I lost count of all the people that came up to me uh, last Friday at Thunder Road saying, man, I wish this show was every week because I want to hear what Matt and Marcel have to say to each other. So who wants to go first? Uh, take us through your shortened Casella night, which consisted of a 12 lap heat race that created more drama than we ever thought we'd ever see on this show. Take it away, MJ. Yeah. What did you um, do? <laughs> we had a a really awesome car. Um, and the car has been really good every week. And we just kind of went on the heat race and we didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, Matt and Eric were racing each other really hard and we were just kind of there. And I was just paying a lot of attention to Eric because I'm trying to do whatever I can do to, you know, help Matt get by because it benefits me if Matt gets by. And Brennan was there, but I wasn't like concerned with him stealing third and looked down one second and looked back up and Matt's, you know, a few inches off the ground and it's too late at that point. So, I mean, yeah, it was like, it kind of said in my, <clears throat> my Facebook thing It's hundred percent my fault. You know, I just had a really good car and was really close and I just didn't leave a lot of room for error. And you'll have that sometimes. I mean, obviously out of, I mean, even if it was somebody I disliked, I wouldn't spin them out on the last lap of the heat race, you know? So I think most people knew that I didn't drive in there and go, you know, F you to my friend, Matt, but it didn't make it suck less, you know, cause it certainly set us up for failure the following week by where we started. So yeah, it was just a mis misjudgment on my part. Like I, I had the utmost confidence in Matt racing that close to him. I didn't even think one time about how close I was to him. And I just rolled the center pretty good and rolled right into the back of the 04 and i mean he'd done a nice job to not absolutely clobber the wall i mean i know he hit it pretty hard still but he did a, i was i was his biggest fan in that moment i can promise i was like come on buddy you can save that thing and uh it ended up being what it was but yeah it was unfortunate for sure it didn't help anybody matt you got anything to say at all no, I mean, he, he covered it pretty well. I mean, I mean, the big thing is this, like this shit's going to happen racing, like mistakes happen. Um, I would have been a little less angry if, you know, if it was the future, we're running second, first, third, whatever for the future, come with a white flag. Like, yeah, I expect you to be half an inch off my bumper, but. I would think half would maybe even be over-exaggerating it. I think it was about a quarter of an inch. Yeah, exactly. So like, and, and it was like that from the drop of the green from the heat. Um, so, I mean, there, occasionally I've just kind of glanced in the mirror and I was like, all right, like we got no room for any mistake. I mean, if Eric drifts up, hits my right, like left side and I check up, like Marcel runs into me there too. So it wasn't even just a, a mistake on my part or anyone's like, if anyone had a mistake there on the front, it 
probably the same result. Um, but I mean, it, me and me and MJ talked and after, and um, I mean, really like, like I said, like mistakes happen, it would be really like, I would be super two faced to absolutely hate Marcel after some of the mistakes that I've made racing. Um, it sucks, but you know, you just kind of take it as it is. It's racing. It's bound to happen. You, you regather your group and you go back at it the next week. That was my biggest fear when I started this show and, you know, we were talking about, you know, who we wanted to have on it and the decision was made to have two late model drivers on it, two people racing in the same division. That was the biggest thing. I was like, man, what if you guys wreck each other? (laughs) And here we are. We didn't even make it to July and you two (laughs) have already done it. So no, I, I mean, I, I didn't get a very good view of it because in the WDEV uh, announcers tower there um, that where we are for radio, I can't see from the entrance of pit road to the exit of turn two, because they've got the billboards up there. So I didn't really see what happened at all. I was just like, Oh, where'd Matt go? And then you came down pit road and I was like, what happened to Matt? Uh, But yeah, watching the replay, I mean, it, it looked like, Marcel was riding close, but it also, you know, it, it looked like to me, it was, you know, it was a heat race where there was going to be a lot of position swapping. It wasn't going to be just one of those ride around, you know, until it's over heat races. Um, and Marcel just looked like he was ready to go and, and drive that thing. And then I, I'm not sure what happened, but I think just a little bit of a lack of judgment there. We were burning but. some wicked laps. So yeah, like, I was gonna say for it, as hard as all three of us were racing each other. Like we were running like 12 sixes and sevens out there right yeah. on top of each other, you know, and yeah. like that, in a heat race is pretty fast. I was gonna say I had someone that was like, what was like you slow or something? Like why couldn't you get around Eric Chase? And like honestly Eric had a good car that night. Um yeah. and it made me yeah. go back and look at the lap times and me and MJ were turning high 12 six low 12 sevens at one point on the outside and you don't yeah. see that a lot like we both had good cars and what it boils down to is mj picked up the throttle millisecond before i did and and that I was it. the throttle at the exact wrong time you know like yeah as, like, as matt is waiting to pick up the throttle you know it's just it was a un unacceptable mistake that ultimately cost me you know so at least i got my karma like during double feature night for it i guess but it was just one of those things that didn't need to happen. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I could no, go ahead, Matt. The only fortunate part for me is that it did rain out. I mean, it, it was looking like we were about to completely miss a race altogether. Um, and we weren't even sure at the time when we looked at the damage. I mean, it, it for how little I hit, it destroyed the car. Um, so at, at the time, we weren't even sure if we we're going to be back for the following week. It looked like we might have been two weeks out. Um, so Luckily for us, it rained out, um, and we were able to make both features. So that, that was kind of the only saving grace for us. Yeah, I, and you can you could almost see the the uh, you know after the crash, the way Marcel just backed right out of the throttle, like right to the back. It was like you could uh, you could tell in the the language of the body language of the car almost. You could see he was saying, "Oh shit, what have I done?" <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like for all of us to drive on top of each other like that, you know, you have, you have to be on it, you know? And as soon as I hit Matt, I was already lifting, you know, it was just too late. I mean, we all, it doesn't probably look like it's happening maybe as fast as some of these fans, but this, that shit is happening quick. 
And I knew, I mean, I knew immediately that I screwed up, you know, and if, like I said, that's obviously was the only thing I had going for me. I didn't just drive through him and finish him off. You know, I didn't want to hit him at all. So I just tried to blow that thing up and give him as much room to maybe save it as I could. And he, he still came damn close. He's a maniac when it comes to the sideways race car. I thought he was going to save it. I was like, well, if I go by him, he's going to send me, but it was, uh, it was close still. Anybody that watched it from my seat, I was like, oh, he's got it. No, shit, he doesn't have it. Yeah, I mean, my options were peg the throttle, spin out, hope no one else, you know, hope I take no one else with me or fight the car, hope for the best, <laughs> hit the marbles and then hit the wall. Unfortunately, it's kind of how it played out. I mean, Your I options been, were pretty limited. I could have been super selfish and just, you know, <clears throat> pegged the throttle and been like, all right, everybody, like, hope you miss me since my good pal just decided to send me. But that's just if not... we were on the bottom. <laughs> no problem. That's what he would have done. I would have yeah. got sent to the back. We would have went on with our day. But I'm that's not how I am. I'm, I'm going to fight the car until the end. And unfortunately, that that bit me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taylor Cam, did you did you guys see this wreck? What, what was your reaction to it initially? I didn't see it. I wasn't watching. I only heard about it and watched the aftermath, but I I wasn't watching at the time. I didn't even see it, but I was actually on flow and I was skipping through to find one of my races, and I saw Matt in the wall, and I was like, oh oh shoot! Like so, I go back to go see what happened so I can talk about it. And I was like, wow, okay, they're fast, they're fast. I was like, oh no, that did not <laughs> just happen. <laughs> like, I didn't hear anything of it until I was going back through by myself. And yeah, yikes, but it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's over, done with. Everything's great. Everything, everything is great. <laughs> hey, it's like we made it. Go ahead. It's like Marcel didn't even listen to what I had to say for the podcast before. He just skimmed right over it. He was like, I'm just going to wreck him. The <laughs> <laughs> no, crazy really... part was is that we talked about it before the, the heat race. We were like, ah, we'll just, we'll just probably pass Eric here. Like, no, no disrespect to Eric. We were just hoping, you know, we were we talking. We had good we're cars. Like, we're like, if we both got good cars. We just pass Eric here and be all right. And then Eric was on it. That's probably the best I've seen him in a long time. And, and again, I don't mean that disrespectfully. He was fast. He was very fast. No, it, was, it was actually good. It was really good racing with him. Um, I would have been cooler if it was for a feature. Um, to race that hard in the heat, I was like, what the heck is happening? Why are we killing our stuff? We still have 50 laps to go, but you can't just roll out of it. So it was good racing up, and, up until it wasn't. Bingo. Yeah, and we survived through this incident, and we still have a podcast. So that's that's my favorite part. Let's go. We, uh, we didn't we didn't cancel ourselves here. So, <laughs> you know, I yet, watched you guys line up, and I saw Marcel starting right behind Matt. I was sitting in my trailer, and I almost walked over to Marcel and said, "All you gotta do here is not wreck Matt." And I didn't. I got busy doing something, and I so I'll take some blame for that. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I came I came on the radio, and I instantly was like, "I guess third wasn't good enough." Because, like, don't get me wrong, I was I was heated. But it was my wife a little bit later on. He was like, well, he learned something from his friend. He learned how to wreck the leader. And at least, at least it wasn't you wrecking the leader. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you cannot get away from that, Matt. You, that's that's going to be your legacy here for, for a little while, at least, it seems. That's fine. <laughs> Looks like we're passing it on to MJ maybe this year. Oh, I there hope you go. 
I, I didn't send Cooper when I caught him. I was like, nope, enough of that shit for me. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, boy. Um, all right. CCB night. Uh, I've been to a lot of races at Thunder Road. I've seen a, a lot of different uh, event nights at Thunder Road. I think this was hands down the most wild race, wild night of racing I have ever seen. Uh, I would agree with the, that. At the High Banks Nation site of excitement. Um, wow. Let, let's go through our days first. We have plenty to talk about that didn't involve us. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, we'll start off with Cam once again. Cam, you guys get the car all put back together. New engine in. First time out with the new engine. Uh, how'd it go? Uh, I thought it was going to be, we went out for first practice and I thought it was going to go great, but it was skipping and popping and everything else. First practice. And I said, yeah, here we go again. But it was a, a simple fix. The, the carb wasn't adjusted right, but so we fixed that and got it going for second practice. And the problem with working on it an entire week to just make it run is you don't get any time to work on your setup. So the car wasn't really where we needed it to be. Um, the inside, it was fine, but that wasn't where we were most of the night. So the outside, I just, I couldn't get it to go like it needed to. And I think the, the heat race, we ended up second or third, just couldn't quite get around Maynard and um, same kind of story and the feature just hanging on and could have had a couple opportunities to stick it to the outside and gain a couple extra spots and just it couldn't make it stick out there. So um, I think I fought for a few laps around Colin Cornell and just couldn't complete the pass and fell back in because I saw Derek Hawkins coming like a bat out of hell behind me. So uh, he ended up beating me to the line. I think we ended up ninth, but a um, little disappointed, I guess, to where we thought we could have done a little better. But we kind of took what we could with the car we had for that week and hope a little better for this week. Cars in one piece. That's all that's important. It is. After I, and I said, I, I don't care if we finish dead last. If I roll that thing in the trailer in one piece with not much work to do, it was a good night. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. We'll save Taylor for last on this one. I know she doesn't want to get too much into it. So we won't, we won't, force her to to say anything that might cause more even more of a stir than there already is uh, but uh matt marcel how is our double feature night go um first feature was if you want to call it a feature it was hey, a man. demo derby for majority of the race um, i was playing a fun game called uh matt smith caution counter yeah the yeah, high well, score the new high score is three yeah, why the hell did you end up in the infield so much? I don't mean that. Like, <laughs> did you just keep getting sent? Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. Well, did you get like dumped three times? So the first time, uh, I got dumped by a guy that I'm pretty sure we can all agree with shouldn't have been in that feature. All um, I know we were talking about. Yeah, unfortunately, I share a number with him. Uh, so Matthew, we checked up for a wreck in front of us, um, and that got absolutely destroyed from behind and got sent to into the infield. And that was on, I don't even know what lap it was, but it was at that moment, because like Cam, uh, I mean, we had been fixing this car for the past two weeks now. Um, we just wanted to get out of that night clean. Uh, and to start out that early with a bent up bumper and hood and air duct and 
bent fuel cell bar, I was like, all right, well, this is how the night's going to go. We're kind of screwed. Um, so that was one exactly of them. Exactly what I said too. The one of, that was one of them. The second one, uh, literally half the field wrecked on the back stretch. Um, I hit the brakes, had already flat spotted the right rear. So they locked up. I spun to the infield when I spun all the way around. Somehow everybody that had wrecked magically was still going. Um, so I brought out the caution for that one. That was cool. <laughs> um, went all the way back to the back. And then the third time I ended up in the infield was, well, when you ended up in the infield, um, there was that huge melee in three and four. I ended up going to the infield. All of a sudden, uh, MJ was spinning into the infield, got absolutely pummeled by uh, Clark, who had nowhere to go, and then Therian, who also had nowhere to go. So that ruined MJ's night. I almost piled into it. Um, it happened right in front of me. I hit the brakes, locked up all four, and slid to a stop couple of feet short of mj um thank you my, yep yep uh i figured you didn't need another hit i wanted to there's a moment i was like if i gas it up I'm out. <laughs> um, remember last week <laughs> but the problem is i would have hit you with the front and that's literally the same shit that we've been repairing so i was like uh-uh, i'm not doing that no yeah. so uh that race was chaotic uh literally copy cut and pace what i said last podcast which is just kind of ridiculous stuff happening um early in the season uh especially for the first feature of a two of a, a double feature night i thought for sure that one was going to be smooth sailing and then we would move on to the second one and oof, was i wrong um we pulled out a ninth somehow on that one we started dead last because well we wrecked out of the heat the week before um started dead last and ended up finishing ninth uh with a car that looked like it had been kind of through hell but really wasn't bad um so that was that was the first feature the second feature we lined up for the heat second third somewhere in there third i think uh cooper bouchard had a insanely fast car for the second part of the night um just kind of pulled away our car we missed stagger by a little bit our tires closed up stagger is really bad we think there could be something wrong with the front end. We're not quite sure. Um, like I said, we've been rebuilding it for so long that we haven't been really able to check setup. It's just been making sure that the car is together so we can go racing. Um, so Cooper pulled away. I did everything I could to not get run over by Scott Dragon, finished second in the heat um, for the feature. I think we lined up seventh, ended up finishing fifth. I uh, went flag to flag. Um, car just wasn't wasn't what we've been having uh, for speed the past couple weeks, um, which was disappointing, but it really was just a, a night to survive. We just wanted to bring the car home in one piece. That way we could actually go through it, um, clean it up, work on setup and, and get it faster. So our night was chaotic, chaotic to begin with, but ended pretty quietly, which we are all very grateful for. Can't complain with two top tens. Nope, definitely not on a, a double feature night like that. That's uh, we were, like I said, we were just trying to get it home. Kind of like Cam said, if we come home last, I said that to Arnie when we were loading the car up before we even went to the track. I was like, so we're taking the green and parking this thing, right? And he he looked at me and he was like, if we're smart, we would leave it in the garage. And I was like, you're <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> so we just wanted to get out of there clean um, and to come out of there with two top tens. That was that was just you know the cherry on top for us. Marcel, you were involved in uh, what might have been the longest crash in Thunder Road history um, yeah. and uh, still managed, well, one 
really good finish one not so good finish but yeah, yeah how was your night yeah that that long crash that you were talking about some spotter was complaining to all the other spotters about how stupid i was like i wanted to get wrecked right there um just like matt said just kind of went out there and we're like all right i assume everybody will use their head here and instead we all left them in the pits i mean it was just it was it was horrible you know the race was pathetic we got guys just running guys over for no reason and i mean in my case i got turned around but it wasn't chip's fault chip was just trying to miss brendan i think brendan spun and I slowed way up, but I had no faith in the people behind me to not just run me over. So I tried to go around the wreck. And as I went around Chip, he tried to go around the wreck. You know, he's not doing anything wrong. Just clipped me in the left rear, but it was just hard enough where I just, it never, and I know these guys will all know what I'm talking about. It just never snapped it back. You know, I stayed sideways for a long time, just waiting to feel the momentum come back to the right. And it just never did. So spun out in front of Brooks and Bobby felt bad for those guys. I mean, they had it missed, you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. It's just, I was trying to miss it myself and just got clipped and tore those guys up, tore our stuff all the hell. And uh, so we had a lot of work to do, you know, before the second feature, we just decided our other car just wasn't where it needed to be to pull it out and try to run the second card of race in there. Um, Went out in the heat race, had a pretty uneventful heat race, you know, just kind of went flag to flag and ran second behind Chip. Uh, went out for the feature, kind of thought we were going to go way to the back. Just seemed like the top just couldn't get rolling to fire off. And I think we probably went back to about ninth or so. And we got down and just kind of had to start marching back towards the front. Um, I really think we could have won that thing. We just got held up by a couple of guys for just a few laps too long. Um, they're just racing each other hard. They're doing what they could do and got to second and Cooper was way checked out. And I, I kind of didn't think that we could catch him. I mean, I know lap traffic racing pretty hard, but we had a really good car. Um, the car was awesome. And uh, I got there with like two to go. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to make anything happen. And uh, we almost stole it there at the end, but good for them. You know, their car was a lot better. And those guys, they, they put a lot of work into it. So it was good to see them win. And good to just have a, a good run for us, you know, because we kind of been doing that where we either have a flat tire with a really fast car or whatever. And we got tore up, you know, because of something that I did the week before. So, um, kind of made our own luck there, but it was a really good, it was a really good second race for us. We felt really confident with the car and for as banged up as it was to come home second and almost win was, uh, was pretty good. So we're looking forward to going back on Thursday night. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I guess from my standpoint, MJ, I'm wondering where you guys, how you guys are feeling about things right now. Obviously, we're what four races in. You've got two seconds and two DNFs. So, oh yeah. Um, so, how are you guys feeling about things, and and how are you guys, you know, trying to maybe plan to make the seconds more of a consistent thing here in the future yeah i mean i was think i figured that you would probably ask me something like that tonight so i was thinking about it and when i did the races in my head you know we had a car capable of winning the memorial day classic we had a flat tire um we run second to scott dragon stagger was for some reason totally against us but we had a, an outstanding car that night um we run another race 
where we cause our own misfortune. I mean, had a stupid fast car the night that I wrecked Matt stupid fast, you know, and we get rained out. So then we get stuck in the back and we wreck. And then we finished second to Cooper with a really fast car that was capable of winning. So, um, I feel all right about it. You know, I mean, I think that what we did last year is pretty clear that a lot of stuff can change. I mean, we went into double points night, the night I ran Scott's car and we were like 13th, not relevant. And we came out of there sixth or something like that, you know, and if we could have just put together a second half of the season, we'd have been all right. So I'm really not concerned based on the speed that we're showing. That thing is really good. Um, Dad's been giving me really good cars. The guys have been working super hard and everybody's doing a good job. So we're not worried yet. Um, before I left the shop, I told him, I said, we got to go out and we got to win one of these three that we got, you know, coming up and just do the rest of them clean and green. I think we got more than a capable enough race car right now to do that. So, uh, I'm not super worried about it. I used to worry about that stuff a lot more points and everything like that, but it does no good. Um, if you go out there and try to win every race, that's all you can do when it's all said and done. So that's what we're going to try to do. One last thing for you before we move on to our open discussion topics. Um, how big did you feel when you had uh, two race cars sitting out there on, on the pit road? Uh, not that big because I just know how much work went into them. You know, like I know how bad it pisses people off, but I mean, people don't know the half of it. You know what I mean? Like they don't know how much work we do to have that. Like it, I mean, it's stupid, you know, it's stupid. We don't have a life at all. Like, like some people say it, I don't have one, you know? So we worked really hard to get there. So I don't think it makes me feel big. It made me feel very proud of what we've done and where we've came from. When I looked back on where this late model adventure started for us and where we're at now, um, a lot of hard work for myself, my dad, you know, my family, my crew guys, everybody's gotten better. So, um, no, it, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. But I, uh, I didn't try to feel any type of way about it, especially after I drove T-Boy and I was like, all right, we got to work on T-Boy a little bit, but no, it was, it was cool. I mean, I like seeing them looking alike. That's my big thing. I like that. <clears throat> Dude, when we were lining up for the, was it the first feature? Did you hear them yell over the intercom? Yeah. They were like, yes, Marcel, do you, like, do you want to yeah. race? <laughs> <laughs> they saw your other car parked down there marcel if you're gonna race you need to line it up and i'm sitting in line buckled in and i was like what the hell and they were like we're not my dad went over he's like we're not running that one stevie we're running this one <laughs> but yeah no it was it was cool and i mean we're gonna get to taylor because she obviously did awesome in the street stock race too but my brother got his first win the other night very awesome i also I was, the leader I was very, we'll, we'll get to that. I got, I got stuff. I got stuff on that. Um, Oh boy. <laughs> I got, I got some, I got my piece of life advice for that one. We'll get to it. When after Taylor talks. When but I it said was it was cool one of him. the more wild nights I've ever, I can ever remember at Thunder Road. I, it was one of the more wild nights I can ever remember at Thunder Road. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Never no, he did, a, he did a really nice job. I mean, he started sixth, you know, he didn't start first and run away with it. He, made good moves he made a good move for the lead and ultimately he had an awesome car i mean he had that's up for debate. Out on the field and uh now it's not up for debate depending you, on if who you, you ask. Fade, <laughs> if you fade off the bottom you did it to yourself 
um, the photographers always seem to catch the aftermath, but um, you just kind of, unfortunately, if you get underneath somebody, you can't do the right thing anymore in racing. And this is my point that I thought about all day. Kyle trying to stay off Patrick Tibbetts. All it did was get a picture of Kyle and the speed bumps under Patrick Tibbetts. In reality, I guess he just should have sent him and it would have made everybody else happier. And that's just my outlook on it too, because I do that move a lot. And I know when I get under guys, I'm not in the speed bumps. But if you put me there and I try to stay off of you, I definitely don't expect to be bashed for it. So I don't do that anymore personally. When I get underneath people, if they come down, they get sent. Um, you got a spotter, you should know that I'm there. And these street stock guys should do a better job and know that they're there. All right. Taylor, you had a very interesting day. Um, would you get fourth in the in the feature? And then uh, the Marvin Johnson rolled around. And uh, that's, that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, take us through your Friday night at the racetrack. Oh boy. Um, so I guess we'll start with the heat race for the main, main event. Um, started seven. Didn't really think I was going to go anywhere and somehow found some openings and ended up second. So obviously had a really good car. And still started 15th in the feature. Honestly, my dad and I were talking and we're like, just go for 10th, get a top 10. Like we were hoping we'd just honestly get a top 10. Like that wasn't a goal to be in the top five or anything. And again, just had openings. And again, I'm super thankful that my car is good on the outside because that's where I made most of my passes and ended up on fifth. And, um, well, there was no complaints really about nothing that happened on the track with anyone, but uh, on a technicality, uh, fourth place got disqualified, so I ended up fourth. But um, we'll still we would have taken the fifth, and definitely not someone I wanted to see get disqualified because I know it wasn't intentional. So, yeah, um, we were very happy with the night, and then we went through tech and basically lined back up for the Marvin Johnson race. I think I don't even know where I started kind of in the back because I've had some decent finishes recently. I don't know if that's how they do it, but I'm almost certain it is. <laughs> and uh, pulled away. Basically I was running third for a while there and we were kind of checked off from the field and doing our thing. I knew that um, Jesse and Trevor were going to kind of canoodle with each other. And <laughs> I, I told in my GoPro footage, you can hear me. I said, to one of the guys that straps me and I said these two are gonna wreck each other and sure enough I knew they called it I called it I was like I (laughs) the future Taylor Taylor whore it was just like I know the eagerness of both of them and I mean there's nothing wrong about that aren't we all eager to win our first race um but I knew it and following Trevor so closely I was like something's gonna happen here be ready for it I'm giving a thumbs up again, apparently. Um, but yeah, so um, they ended up doing their thing, spinning all around. And um, Jesse got into me a little bit, but I, I kept going. So I was pumped about that. But then the caution came out and started on the pole. I had Zach on it outside of me and took the green flag and uh, I started to pull away and then I made a young driver mistake and started looking in my mirror and got in my own head and started slowing down which I 
was going way slower than I'd been going all day. So there was no reason for that other than my own mistake and some hard racing. And uh, Zach got the got the inside position and uh, ran away with, uh, I shouldn't say ran away. I, I fought on the outside of him for two laps, but yeah, it's all well and fine. Everything <laughs> really is great is, is like, what you're saying. Everything is great. No, I can't say much about it. Um, I feel like I would have made the same move if maybe a little less aggressively, but um, yeah, he, I slipped up and I was paying way too much attention in my rear view mirror that he was right on me when I had a, I don't know if this is bad to say, and I might get myself in trouble, but I had a faster car and I showed it three times that day. And um, so definitely my own fault, which sucks, but I guess um, he took advantage of it and did his thing and got the, got the win. So, and uh, yeah, and I, uh, <laughs> I did have some hands for him in those two laps. Um, but of course, just happy fingers. And then also at the end of the race, uh, Chris Machard came up to me and goes, it almost looked like you were giving him the number one salute. And I said, I would never. And he goes, I loved it. <laughs> so I got the approval, so it's all right. And um, they have their just, place in racing. I don't think yeah. you should put yourself in that same category though and say that you would have done the same thing. Cause I think watching you drive from 18th to fifth in the street stock race on the outside shows that you wouldn't shows that you wouldn't have done the same thing. So I don't think, I don't think you can put yourself in that category. I'm not speaking on the the Marvin Johnson race. I didn't watch it, but you can't don't, don't do that to yourself when you just did (laughs) what you did in your street stock race and say you would have done the same thing. You would pull the outside and you would have probably went by or at least made a good run at it. Yeah. Um, I guess that's true, but I, I definitely had plenty of people say, why didn't you back up and try and do the same thing to him? That's not who I am. I mean, maybe if the situation happens again, it will be who I am. But I knew that I had a fast car on the outside and I was going to fight for it. And I don't know if I was just in my head or what. Um, but I mean, he had a fast car too. And definitely a part of me is like, maybe I should have done the whole backup and <laughs> try and go for the inside, but it wasn't a points counting race. And so he wanted it really bad and I'll, he, he got it. So my goal, honestly, I said it to my dad is I wouldn't have been as happy to win that race as I will be if I ever get a chance to win a regular night feature. So, yeah. you know, to and- race champions versus non-winners is, going to be a lot more rewarding than what that race would have given me and I think you've obviously been the last well I mean the last month you've been running in the top five every single week so like you know you guys are right there you're you're ready for um you're ready for you know you're you look like you're ready to to get that first win and there's going to be learning experiences all the way along along through you're not I Obviously, I'm I'm not one to talk because I've never been in this situation. But I feel like you're not just going to go out to Thunder Road and win a points counting feature, you know, without learning a few hard lessons first. So I'm, you know, that's probably, you know, next time not to look in your mirror. 
and, and next time it's going to be worth points and it's going to go in the in the record books as an official win so yeah thought it was Absolutely. that that race was probably uh i mean for the Mar marvin johnson memorial is usually a really good race i've never seen so many people that looked like they just wanted it so bad that they were gonna stop at nothing to to win the race I, i've never seen it you know this highly contested before i guess so it all all added into another wild night so uh let's see moving on to some open topics here um those uh that open street stock race sure was something i don't know how many of you got to got to watch that and see the festivities both on the track and on pit road um but i think that's now two races in a row that we've that they've come up and someone's been escorted out of the facility after the race so uh yeah what was what did everybody what was everybody's reaction to that race you need to invite them back more often i didn't watch it i don't know i don't know anything about it i know i i intentionally walked through the fight in the tech area when i was going to my car <laughs> I was like, oh, they're getting hot. And I walked like within two feet of some guy. And he's like, I'll beep and wreck your beep again, you know, and raid my ear. And I was like, you tell him, dude. You tell him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have no horse in this fight. I don't even know who you are. But if you want to wreck that guy, I think you should do it. Did anybody see this race? I or didn't. At least I, the, I, the aftermath. Aftermath, I didn't yes. Yeah, aftermath. I didn't see the aftermath, but I did watch the race and it was rough. I mean, those guys are rough is half the reason that we didn't want to run with them. I mean, the Tigers can kind of compete with those guys. I mean, the rules are a little different, but we, everybody knows those guys are rough and they, sh they sure showed it. And normally, you know how Renfrew is, but he, I don't think he did anything wrong there. I mean, the, no, the 14 got black flagged for three laps in a row for running him all over the track. And then he, he finally sent him. I mean, he deserved everything he got. I was in disbelief because the 14, uh, you know, they had made a little bit of contact where the 14 couldn't really choose a line and it knocked the, like the rear bumper cover off the 14 car. It was kind of flapping around. They come back around the next time and Renfrew's up, try to pass this guy on the outside and off of four, this guy hangs a right. Like he's going to go through a It was a total wall. intentional wall. And I was like, I was like, I I don't want to believe that that was intentional, but it certainly looked like it was. It sure looked like it from where I was sitting. <laughs> and then, so they go around, Renfrew fell back a little bit, and then Renfrew, you know, the, the guy got black flagged a couple times, and Renfrew spun him out, like you said. Oh, yeah, textbook, I, dude, never I, lifted. Yeah, I, I <laughs> I felt like it was kind of justified, warranted. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't think there's many cases where, you know, a, a guy, you know, straight up spinning a guy out is, is warranted, but he, we did just talk about how he tried to hang a right coming off of turn four. So and that's a pretty un, that, that move doesn't happen too often. So I agree with you. It's, it's not usually warranted. I'm not for it, whatever, but. Renfrew got under him, maybe not super cleanly, but he was under him up to his door and he came down there. He said, okay. So he tried the outside and almost got walled off of four. So what do you do at that point? Right. Right. And then, uh, the moment 
it's it's gonna go down as as uh, a big regret here in in my journalism career. But the 14 car scraped himself off the turn three wall and started driving down the track at a high rate of speed. And I was like, I should record this. I just have a gut feeling he's going to do something. He's not just going to drive by Renfrew. And I was like, ah, no, every time I, I pull out my phone to record somebody, you know, doing something crazy, I, nothing happens. And then it's whatever. So I was like, oh, well, sure enough guy not only runs into Renfrew uh drives into him as hard as he can and makes a display on the front stretch uh yeah and I told Matt right after this Matt was one of the first people I talked to as I went down to pit road to see if these guys were going to try to fight each other uh Matt was critical last week or, or last time we did the show and I was like Matthew you be thankful for these drivers that you race against now, because if you get, you know, tapped the wrong way or, you know, somebody crashes unintentionally, that's one thing, but at least you guys don't have people that will drive full speed into your car under caution or try to plant you in the turn four wall uh, on corner exit. So that was my biggest takeaway. And crickets. <laughs> I yeah I didn't get to watch the race because um, we were lined I up. I didn't watch a lap of it. Going out for the feature, but because we were down in the grid area, we did get to watch all of the chaos that ensued in the uh, in pit road. There, uh, there's fights way down in the back forty. There's a verbal altercation with like a fifty year old guy. And how old is Clark's Brook? Brooks Clark or Clark's Brooks? No, 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 Clark's <laughs> Brooks. So I have a good, I have a good story about this one. I think he's just a kid. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's so like thirteen or something. I'm walking to the drivers' meeting with Brooks and Daryl Morin, and we're walking down to the drivers' meeting through pits, and this young kid, I, we didn't know who it was, stops us, and he's like, "Are you Brooks Clark?" <laughs> and Brooks is like, "Yeah," and the kid was like, "I'm Clark's Brook. Nice to meet you," and like shakes his hand. <laughs> And they shake hands and are walking away. And Brooks is like, what the hell? <laughs> Brooks is like, I've heard of this kid like two years ago, but I was not expecting that. <laughs> that's sick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, those guys, they, uh, they put on Fighting some all sort over of that show. Place. So we know. Yeah. While I was down like at this guy's holler, like seeing like the police and Thunder Road track officials, like tell him to, you know, get the car loaded up and get off the property. Um, and I'm waiting, you know, for Renfrew to possibly go down there and just, just to see if there's any extracurriculars. Um, all of a sudden everybody starts running the other way towards tech. And like Marcel said, Marcel seems like he was straight in the middle of that. altercation. I, I, I deliberately walked through it. Once I saw him <laughs> screaming, I was coming from street stock tech. I walked right through late model tiger tech and they were yelling no one even like stepped in front of me. I walked right through the mess. It was funny. Taylor, um, before we get too far off of it here, I wanted to know, and I, I hate to give these guys airtime on, on my platform because they're stealing all of our business from us. But um, <laughs> I think everybody knows what we're going to talk about next here. Uh, cooler conversations. I haven't <laughs> laughed that hard on a Saturday morning in quite some time. Sean McCarthy and tater 
Um, and I don't know if Frank did a video or not, but what was your reaction to Sean McCarthy's uh, impersonation of you in the interview? It, it was so, like, I had been sent it by, like, probably 10 people by the time I woke up. We had a, a interesting late night, so I didn't wake up until probably, like, 11 or something. But I, like, go to click on it, and I kid you not, I was dying, and then my dad walks in the room, and it was, he was like, what are you laughing so hard at? I was like, you have to, you have to watch this, and I think him and I both watched it, like, three times over and over again, like, both videos, so funny, because it was just so, it was so right to everything, really, everything was just spot on, <laughs> yeah it was just great <laughs> and then tater's video i that just was icing on the cake there so <laughs> it was awesome I, I think my dad sent it to like 30 people i know he's like oh i just sent it to rick paya he's gonna love it oh i just sent it to grammy oh they're gonna love it <laughs> and my mom thought that he had the rag on his head to cool him off from my little incident there i was like mom he's trying to be me with hair <laughs> And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it was too good. It was, it was funny. I loved it. I have to give it to him. He, cooler conversations, one for the day there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still not sure how I feel about uh, them getting the, uh, they're, they're stealing, they're stealing away a lot of views from the inside group, but we'll allow it for now. <laughs> Cause that was funny. Um, so, um, this past Friday night, obviously, you guys ran, everybody but Cam ran two races. Um, so I just want to know, you know, for people that, you know, might not know sitting in the stands every week, what's it like? What what changes for you guys when you have two features in one night? Is there anything or, you know, is it just a, a normal night but longer? <laughs> Don't reckon the first one. And we did that three times. <laughs> yeah, clearly nothing changes in the late model pits. <laughs> send them like it's the melt bowl segment three <laughs> in feature one um i'll, ahead, I'll give a better answer i guess uh didn't really change much because luckily my second race wasn't points or anything i don't know why it gives a thumbs up every time i go to talk but anyways um we were just obviously we want a clean car no matter what so that was the goal anyways um but definitely was a lot of racing that and it was kind of rushed for the street stocks because we had our feature then it was the R&R &R street stocks second segment and then the Marvin Johnson race and I think that's where me and my my health went down right the hill because just had my adrenaline just kept going I think for all that time and then the second it went off it was made my day even even longer so learn from that but uh definitely I guess I can't totally speak like Matt and Marcel because my second race wasn't as important but made it to that and what a good time so everything's great um <laughs> let's see what else what else do we have here um Marcel we talked a little bit about your brother getting his first win mm -hmm. that was once again drama filled um and everything's great there as well um 
but yeah, what was it like seeing your brother get to victory lane? No, it was good. I, I was impressed with the job that he did like to come up through traffic. Like he, like I said, we, we didn't start 20th, but we didn't start first, you know? Um, he didn't force the issue with any of the people early. He knew he had a better car than them and went to the outside when he had to go to the outside. Uh, he had two restarts. The, the second one, even he knows it was, it was questionable. You know, he got a lot better start than Scott Weston. I thought they were probably gonna bring that one back. Um, but you know, he's antsy, you know, he wanted to win the race and, um, I thought he ran a really good race. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of experience. I, I bet he probably has 12 street stock races, you know, probably total. And I mean, he put a pretty good gap on those guys, you know, at, at one point he was way out there and I was kind of just hoping it was going to go, uh, to the end for him, but it was really cool to see him and how excited he was and all that stuff. It was, it was really cool. I was happy for him and my dad was very happy and, um, it was nice just to, you know, be able to enjoy it for him. And I know that a lot of his racing has been more of a struggle just because we don't get to put as much time into his car and everything like that. But we've made that a lot more of a priority this year to really put some time into it and give him a legitimate shot. And, um, I think he proved that, you know, with a good race car, you know, he can do a lot, you know, better stuff. If you put Kyle Busch in a Rick Ware car, he's probably not going to run where he does, you know? So, uh, he did a really good job. I was very happy for him. And at the end of the day, we left with a first place trophy and, um, brother came up, his brother came up one spot short. I wish we could have doubled up, but it was really cool for him. Now you said that's his last race before he goes back, right? Uh, yeah. So he can't be there this Thursday but apparently he can be there on Sunday and then he's going to be out till I think about the 50 lapper. So, okay. um, he'll probably miss the whole month of July and most, well, I guess that July 3rd is, I guess, going to be his last one for a while. So not quite the whole month, but, um, whenever the enduro races, I think he'll be back for that one. Um, labor day and melt bowl. He lives like four hours away. So it's kind of just far enough away where, you know, Thursday night, just not quite justifiable for him. So, um, yeah. I'm glad he could win one before, before he had to go back to work. He was on a little racecation there. He took two weeks off and he was enjoying it. Cool. Um, let's get this wrapped up because once again, it is 10 30, everyone getting, getting in from the shops uh, a little bit late tonight. So, uh, yeah. let's get this wrapped up and go to bed. One last, uh, topic for the night here, guys. Um, Obviously, Marcel, you talked about it Thursday, Sunday this week, doubleheader. Um, how do you guys do you guys go after this any differently? Is it, you know, pretty much this, the same kind of deal as when you run double features? Um, you know, do you try extra hard to make sure the car comes back in one piece Thursday night? Um for me, I, I don't, I don't think so. We have to race on Thursday. Like we're not racing on Sunday and we have to race on Sunday. Like we're not racing on Thursday. You know, you just have to go after it. Um, none of us want to wreck, but at the end of the day, that is almost inevitable. Um, so you just, everybody's got to go out there and get after it. You know, if, if me and Matt don't go out there and get after it and Kyle Pembroke goes out there and wins both of these races, boy, that'll really, that'll really put us in a tight spot. Cause we're trying to be, you know, cautious. Cause we got a couple races. So for me personally, I don't feel like it changes that much. Um, Thursday night, we just got to go out there and do what we do. And hopefully we don't tear it up, but if we do, we got a long couple of days to get her back ready for Sunday. So. 
Yeah, I think everybody has the mindset of you got to take care of your car, but then once you get out there, everybody wants to win. I mean, yeah. it's just the racer's mindset is you know you've you try and not think about the points, but you know they're there. So you you've got to go out and try and win every race, but it's just how it goes. Um, I know for me, like they both said that go in it, obviously no one wants to wreck, but don't go in it holding back. Obviously I feel like that's hard to have a racer hold back anyways. Um, I know I have a really busy weekend anyways for Friday and Saturday, so I'd prefer not to wreck my race car so I can, you know, enjoy the weekend and slowly get the car back in one piece because luckily for my street stock, I don't have as much, you know, setup preparation as any of these guys do. So hopefully we just keep it clean. And like they, like Marcel said, then go to Sunday and race it. Like we don't race next Thursday. So we'll give it our best and see where it <laughs> brings us. Yeah. Matt, you got anything? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I pretty much agree. Um, kind of like MJ said, like you can't just go out there and roll over. Um, I probably... I look at it maybe a little bit differently. Um, I definitely pick and choose how and where to be aggressive um, a little bit, you know, more carefully on the first race out. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's at the end we're we're all racers. We all want to win. We all want to finish where we can. Um, and you just kind of, you hope that nothing happens, but you know, if something does, or if something does, um, it's just more late nights in the shop. And at this point, for me and my team, unfortunately, we're pretty used to it. So, yeah. All right. Before we uh, sign off Sunday night with the fireworks, are we staying to watch the show or are we trying to beat traffic? Rapid well, fire, go. Watching the show. They put on the best fireworks show around the past two years, so you've got to watch that. I'll be watching. I'm just Marcel's asleep. No, I fireworks don't mean anything to me really. Once you've seen them, you've seen them. So, um, oh, cut it out. What a if, thing. I, I probably, <laughs> there's one I mean, like, crowd. all of my, all of my people probably want to stay and watch them. So, we'll stay and watch them. Nicholas, before Matt says this firework thing, I know that there was a little positivity talk. So, I had two positive things. They're short things, but I think it'd be good to add them to the end of the show. And it seems how I'm a late model guy. I pay more attention to this, obviously, but Chris Roberts in that first feature had a damn good car. I, I don't know if he could have beat Steven, but he ran up there with Steven. And so did in Scott, that first Scott race, Coburn. Scott Coburn. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Scott Coburn had probably the best car that I've ever seen him have, I think. I mean, he put up half a straightaway on the field for a little while. So just props to two guys, you know, that had good days, you know, and because there's two features, you don't get to talk about it as much, but. I thought that was cool for those guys. Yeah, that was awesome to see. Uh, it's funny watching uh, that race with Dustin. Um, Dustin was like, is that the same guy that Marcel borrowed the car from last year? And I was like, yeah. And Dustin's like, wow, he's having a really good day. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, And he I was. was like, yeah, I think this is uh, about his best day ever. So, no, it was great to see Scott run up front. Who knows, uh, you know, without a couple of those cautions, he might have been right up there at the finish to win that. Thing. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah that it was, was just a small positive tidbit I had. For that second feature, if I could have just gotten you know, my car to be a little less evil and got around chip, top four would have been like the young guns from the street stocks. So that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Um, minus Stephen Martin. Um, I mean, 
him in his rookie year, he's still hanging on to, he's doing really good. Um, I'm impressed with him. So yeah. Looking forward to see what he can do throughout the season. But yeah, that top four, if I could have just gotten around old Chip Grenier there would have been uh, the young guns. Yeah. I think old Scott Coburn, I think he could, he could mess around and win one of these things, you know, if he had too many cars like that, you know, just not the right brakes for him. And with Steven being so close up there, you know, but I was very happy for him. Look at what we saw on right on Friday night, Cooper Bouchard, the first race. I mean, as soon as the green flag took green flag dropped, he dropped straight to the back second race, got to start up front again. They made the right adjustments, got the car going and he drove away from everybody right up until right up until the end. So any given night, all right. I think that's all we got for you this week. We will have what three races before our next show with the double header weekend coming up. So hopefully y'all don't do anything too wild because we'll have a lot of ground to cover uh, next show, but yeah, hope, uh, hope everybody has good successful runs here at the racetrack. Maybe we'll be talking to some winners next time. That's going to be my prediction. Taylor horror wins a race before we have another show. I think we're going to see. I'm willing to put money on that. I I think we'll see at least one of these four drivers get a win before we're we have our next show. So we'll see what happens. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. This has been Behind the Visor presented by the Inside Groove.